Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal. We are back for a really cool episode, I gotta say. Kind of our first. Yeah, a first in this universe. You know, you, you have these related universes, but this is indeed another universe that has the phrase I've been using lately, cross-pollination behind the scenes yeah. and in production. Yep. So any Karate Kid or Cobra Kai fan, when you look at your cousins, yep. I would say Rocky. Sure. That's what we're going to talk about. Rocky is Karate Kid's cousin, would yeah. you say? Yeah, because Avildsen's like the father. <laughs> so Okay. <laughs> well, we are talking about Rocky Four, Rocky vs. Drago review, because we did the preview last week when you put this on my radar, finding yeah. out this was an event, this has to do with Stallone going in and making a director's cut of Rocky IV, the classic yeah. movie from 85. So I got all excited, and we did a preview, and now we're coming back to do a review of this new cut. So yeah. we should start where we left off, Sal. Okay, so we were setting up I was not able to get a ticket <laughs> yeah, you to the not. one night only showing. Yep. You did land two tickets I and did. you went. I went. Thank you for but, the setup. <laughs> there's, but. A, there's a but. Yeah. So it was Thursday, just last Thursday, November 11th, 2021. Fathom events. Oh, yeah. Epic fail. Oh. So we go, Boston, Massachusetts. We go. I'm excited. Got my seats, reserved seats, super cushy recliner. Oh. I get there. Movie starts at 8, 5 o'clock on the West Coast. Sitting in my seats early. I'm in there, 7.50, Sal. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. 8 o'clock comes, and I start thinking, all right, you know, we got Stallone. He's live somewhere. You know, sure. I didn't know where he was going to be. Turns out he was in Philadelphia. Super cool, because that's where wow. they made Rocky, and yeah. the statue is there. So, yeah. And closer to you than I would have. Yeah, closer to me. I've actually seen the statue in real life, wow. although I kind of want to see it again now. I'm a little bit older. Nice. But sitting there, 8 o'clock turns into 8.10. Yeah. And, you know, I worked in a movie theater in high school, managed one in college. I know the theater industry. It's like, this isn't good. <laughs> and no one's come inside to say, hey, folks. Because I'm thinking, all I can think, Sal, is the live event. Because that's not waiting for Boston Mass one screen, right? Mm. So I'm going, honey, I don't, I don't like this. So I go to the restroom. And the restroom's right next door to the theater, yeah. of all things. And I start to hear Stallone's voice when I'm in the oh. restroom. So I back in there, and I come in, and the Q&A is happening. Our intro or whatever. I thought, well, I'll get into that in a minute. So it's happening, and I'm just like, excited, but what have I missed, right? Yeah. Rushed to my seat, and I did something we joked about. Yeah, maybe film it. So I said, screw it. <laughs> I started recording Stallone's Q&A just so I could capture it and listen to it later. Wow. He goes for 13 <laughs> minutes. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Oh, you, yeah. did, you, you, rec you recorded audio or video? Both at my chair, my wait, little section wait. there. Jason, I'm covering the microphone. Should we be talking about this? I didn't this, do anything with is, it. I didn't do anything this, with it. Is, is this even legal? Yeah, <laughs> I've already sold many bootlegs. <laughs> I was just like, I want to capture it just to play it back. This is kind of surreal. That he, it sure. says live Philadelphia. It's really yeah. happening. However, yeah, yeah. we're coming in midstream. I mean, it's 8.15 yeah. now. How long has he yeah. been on? I don't know, but I'm just enjoying it, right? It's live and you're in a movie theater. Yeah, How this cool is, is like, this is so neat. And yeah. then he goes on to talk about how Rocky would make, and he's worked on this, a great prequel TV series. Because he mentioned wow. he can't go from current days because 
Well, Adrian's dead. Mickey's dead. Apollo's dead. Rocky's older. And that's when he mentions Cobra Kai and the Karate Kid. I nearly fell out on my seat, Sal. I was just like, oh my gosh, he's referencing our Bible for this show. And he's obviously fond of it, which was just blew my mind, first of all. And then he goes on to talk about things he wished he had changed, right? Mm. Because I don't even know where this is coming from, making this director's cut. I think he was always happy with it, but over time, you might want to go in and tinker. And so he talks about, he wish he hadn't killed Creed. I was like, that's interesting. Okay, wow. I never thought about that because he lost a voice, a mentor. Mickey's dead. Adrian's still alive in Rocky IV. Spoiler for the future. And he wishes he had injured him badly or had mental issues or something, but kept Creed around. And there was this kind of like downplay in the 80s. Like, you know, I go back and look at it and it's like fast cuts, montages, big hair. And I'm thinking, yeah, but that was the 80s. So that was the time. It was the time. And I think you even said that he was kind of cutting it to MTV and what was out there at the time. Right. So. Anyway, so then, boom, it's over. And he's like, gracious, and it's a great intro. And and I'm thinking, is that the intro? And there's a Q&A after? Because in yeah. our festivals, what I used to run, there was an intro, and a Q&A was something different, right? Sure. Intro oh, yeah. with the filmmaker, let him know you're there. And then after the movie, when you've all digested it, we'll do a Q&A. Oh, yeah. Well, so I don't know this, right? So he goes off. Screen goes black. I'm like, wow, elated. I'm talking to my girlfriend, like, well, that was really neat the way you talked about Cobra Kai and the Karate Kid. And then nothing happens. Five minutes turns to 10, <sighs> 10 turns to 15. I get up, go in the hallway. Other people are milling around. No one's oh. come in the theater. People are just starting to get anxious and what's going on. Music and is this comes a packed on. theater? Pretty packed. Not a huge theater. Maybe it holds, I don't even know, 75, 100, but fairly okay. full. 80% full. And people are starting to go out and mill around. Someone says, you know what's happened? They didn't get the hard copy from Fathom Events. They're trying to get this going. They don't have a hard copy. And they're trying to download a 4K Blu-ray right now. And it's just barely coming down. And I'm going, what in the world? How does this not? I called this theater last week saying, you're going to have this thing interactive with Stallone. You got everything set. I know how this works. These one-off events can be squirrely sometimes, right? There can be technical issues and there's no take back. You know, it's like, we're moving. It's like us going live now. You just keep moving. So I'm thinking, I'm not mad, but I'm, here's a stronger word, Sal. I'm disappointed. Oh yeah. Well, (laughs) I'm just like, disappointed "Mm." gets you in the feels. And I'm starting to think, even if they got it going now, is there a Q&A after? Because they didn't, they weren't clear in the beginning. So I'm thinking, no. if you start it now, I end it, and you just missed Stallone as he did a Q&A. Because again, no. I wasn't sure. So finally, we wait maybe 15, 20 more minutes, and I just say, hey, we can just get this thing at midnight or tomorrow on oh. Apple or Amazon. I feel like I saw Stallone. That was so cool. It's yeah. getting later. And I'm also yeah. under the impression that there's 40 more minutes tacked on to the original runtime. So I'm yeah, guessing no, like, no. is this a two and a half hour, three hour movie now? Yeah. And it's already like getting up there in time. So we leave. The theater's gracious. I don't want to throw them under the bus. They give us free tickets. Give me the refund. And they did confirm that the intro was also the Q&A. So he wasn't coming back on. Okay. So I did took you, did, but did, did did the host ask questions? He did. It was a guy from okay. Turner Movie Classics. Oh, okay. So they Ben Makowitz and they were having a good exchange. But the theater was they were like, We didn't get the thing. And I wasn't about to take jabs 
take jabs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was disappointed for sure. And we drove home, but it was neat to have seen Stallone. And I got yeah. a cool shot of the marquee, which I posted. Yeah. And I got that snippet of Stallone talking about yeah, Cobra Guy and Karate Kid. That's a cool snippet. Take 10 seconds, threw yeah. it up there in the social media world. And went home, and uh, it was already too late, but I did buy it, Rocky vs. Drago, on Apple iTunes and watched it on Saturday. No wow. Stallone intro, so what I got is what I got. But that was my experience. Jason, let me just say a couple quick things. First of Please. all, we don't know for certain, just in the, in the defense of Fathom Events, because I've had nothing but good experiences with Fathom Events. So we don't know, actually, if it was the theater's issue or Fathom Events issue. It's sort of a probably he said, she said right. type thing. So just to be clear on that. But this also, man, I say this, I will say this until my dying breath. Every event needs a host, a moderator, an yes. MC. Every event, and I'm not just saying that, so you'll hire Sal Rodriguez. No. I'm not just saying that. Every event needs a live MC there. They do. To be your guide, to tell everyone what the hell is going on. Had I known, I would have done <laughs> it, and I would have been there early to make sure they got what they needed. This is yeah. how I run. I'm very yeah. dialed in that way, and yeah. I understand the crowd. This time, I am the crowd, and I understand that too. I love the Arclight Theaters. They come in before the movie. They talk to you. They tell you the running time, who's in the nice. movie, and they stand on the side and wait, make sure everything plays good, and then they go on their merry way. Now, Arclight's nice. ended because of the pandemic, unfortunately. I miss that. They didn't come in the theater. Now, this is not on Fathom. The theater didn't come in one time, sent no one in to address us. And I feel yeah. like you just got to do that. We can all yeah. understand if you keep us abreast of the situation. Sure. When you let people start to kind of mill around and get ideas and get upset, never a good scene. No. no I don't no, even know no. if it ever played there. I haven't confirmed it even went off. Well. So. Well, Jason, let me just piggyback on that. Not to be Debbie Downers here, but there was a little, a few issues. And again, don't know if it was Fathom or the local theaters, but there were some issues here in Los Angeles in my local area about showtimes. Yeah. Because the Fathom event said this time, the local theater's Different website time. says this time, yeah. and then the management just goes by their theater's website. So believe me, I went through a little runaround before I even found out I couldn't even get a ticket anyway. Right. But even so, had I bought a ticket, I may have walked in at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> right. You just missed Stallone and we're halfway through a Rocky vs. Drago. Exactly, exactly. And you would have been more mad had you just stayed home, you know? So oh, yeah. I didn't carry that to buying the movie. I got a yeah, refund, so I'm happy to own it. And sure. Saturday evening, I jumped in and I watched it. Wow. And I hadn't seen, just to be perfectly clear, I hadn't seen Rocky for in a while. I really yeah. haven't. It may have been the 90s, late 90s, since I'd seen it. For whatever reason, I hadn't revisited it. So I'm going off of that Salt in the Theater in 85, Salt in the 90s. I know it well. I mean, I saw it a few times and I got a really good memory, especially for cinema. But I went in, immediately there were some things that stood out. We can go over some of this stuff. Some of the stuff, some of our takeaways, our overall yeah. review. This is not going to be a scene-by-scene -scene breakdown. We didn't have the no. time. We're not doing that from Let's Talk Movies or when we do The Credit Kid, Credit Kid 1, 2, Three, I said the original N1, or the upcoming next Karate Kid, or even an episode of Cobra Kai. We're not going to break it down like that, but I do have some yeah. takeaways and some tie-ins to tie it to the Karate Kid universe, as we talked about. Oh, yeah. My overall impressions was I really enjoyed it. And I guess it made me kind of reverse engineer, like, well, let me see what I've really, what was new. I feel things are new. There's some sequence of things. So I then watched the original cut. 
on wow. Sunday. Okay. So I was like, you know, that'll give me a clear view of like where it deviate, where it didn't, yeah. what's new. And it's so neat that there's this new footage. I got to say, I love it. But it made me start thinking like, what was the cause of this? Because if you ask me right now, was it better? No. Mm. I think the original cut stands on its own. Great film. Well, you know, it's funny, Jason, is how we'll turn it into a match. The new film versus yeah. the old film. Who's going to win? You know, like, it's, it's not about, believe me, I've been thinking all day about this. Yeah. It's not about which one is better. It's not a contest no. among the films. Our mind wants to go there, I think. Yeah. But yeah, different is the word. And people might ask me, like, oh, what did you like more? What's well, hard? The original will always be what it was to me, Sal. In yeah. the theater, the impression. I'll n- that's un- You can't tarnish that. Yeah. This isn't. George Lucas getting a hold of something and screwing with it, and we're all doing eye rolls. This is subtle. There are some things we'll talk about. And I think no matter what, it's got us talking about Rocky IV again, or the franchise as a whole. And that's the winner, really. Mm -hmm. I have nothing but respect, the utmost respect for Stallone and everything he created, because he embodies this character. And if he wants to go in there and felt like it was in him, I don't know if he has this goal for Rocky, Rocky II, Rocky III, Rocky V, which he also said in that Q&A, it was a miss. It didn't work. And it was neat to hear him say that, because I couldn't agree more. And Rocky Balboa did. It was a good way to end it unless they do something new. But I don't know if he has this in him on the other ones. I don't know why it was just four. Yeah. But again, it really got us talking. Hell, it got me buying a movie from the 80s, watching both <laughs> versions, and doing a deep dive the day on my notes. So it's working. And props for buying it. I just rented it. And the way these streaming services, you you rent the movie, you got to watch it within 30 days, and then you got to watch it within 24 hours of starting the movie. And then once I watched it, I don't think I can watch it again. Who's making all these rules? I mean, it's crazy. So yeah, because I wanted to, just before you and I got on our podcast, I wanted to revisit a few things about yeah. the movie. No, it's too late. It's <laughs> <laughs> too late. So we did a real short preview episode, but then this turned into <laughs> a bigger story. And it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to share it because it, it was like homework for me. So yeah. you said something before we came on, we were planning this episode, like, yeah, maybe we should connect the dots more because we can't yeah, just yeah, make yeah. assumptions. Sure. Well, I, I want to make sure all of our listeners know, because you know what? Hey, I didn't know before I started going on the Cobra Kai Karate Kid journey. Yeah. The connections between the Karate Kid and the Rocky franchise. The cross-pollination, that's going to be my new word. Yeah, it's good. Uh, is like, you know, what song was going to be here, now it's going to be there. The director was here, now the director's over there. So yeah. there are definitely some connections between the two worlds. Absolutely. And I said this on last episode, but I'll say it again quickly. Writer-director, Sylvester Stallone. So if those who don't know it, he wrote every Rocky movie. So yeah. kudos. And he directed... Rocky II, Rocky III, Rocky IV, and Rocky Balboa, which was essentially the sixth. Now, here's where the cross-pollination happens. Director John G. Avildsen directed Rocky. It won Best Picture in 77. He also directed Rocky V and The Karate Kid, The Karate Kid Part Two, The Karate Kid Part Three. That's our link. One of our links. One of our links. Yeah. You know, and all the similarities, the tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where it is. At the end, when you get picked up, propped up, I'm I'm seeing Daniel there. Exactly. It's Rocky, it's Daniel. Daniel, it's Rocky. There probably is no The Karate Kid because it's that tone. In Rocky One, it's this sweet underdog story. And then here is. Now, the difference is in Rocky, he does not win. 
And the Karate Kid, they're like, no, he's got to play. <laughs> we're in the 80s yeah. now. Rocky came out when movies were tragic. It came out in the 70s, like 76. So you yeah, could have yeah, a yeah. downer ending. And they got it right. Well, not right, <laughs> yeah. but they had him win in Rocky too and subsequent movies after that. So that's the link. One hang of, on, Jason. Jason, oh, yeah. hang on. Seriously, I'm feeling a, a little lightheaded now. We're getting into some Back to the Future stuff. Oh, because totally. Were there no Rocky, there probably wouldn't be the Karate Kid. Holy cow. Or if there was, Sal, it would not have had that magic. That wow. John G. Avildsen, he just knew how to make it. It still works today. Think of that in the wrong hands. Or say there's no Machio. Or say there's no Marita. And someone wow. else made the Karate Kid. So I can't say it, maybe it existed because Kamen wrote it, but so many movies never see the light of day, right? Oh, yeah. This was in the right hands. Hey, you know who should do this? Abelson. Look what he did with Rocky. Yes, yeah. Yes. Okay. Trust him. Get out of his way and let him make the movie he wanted to. So yeah, we are very lucky that the planets aligned and that's the guy that got it. Now, the music you ask? Yes, yes. <laughs> Another key tie-in great legendary composer oh man bill conti nice as you and i talk things come to my mind the sure. rocky music itself the score itself unreal it transcends the movies themselves transcends it i mean you don't even have to be a rocky fan to hear that music and go yeah and start getting jacked dun, up you know dun, 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 dun. it's just yeah. so uplifting you know just the imagery Avildsen, Stallone, and the music, Conti. So what did Conti do? Well, I'll get into this. I'll have to backtrack some of these notes, but all of the Rocky movies, wow. all of the Karate Kid movies, wow, including the next Karate Kid, which he was uncredited. What? We'll save that for the deep dive of the next Karate Kid. Yes, yes, yes. But people like to work with other people when they create this kind of masterpieces. I mean, how many times has Steven Spielberg worked with John Williams? Over and over again, because sure, yeah, that yeah. connection just worked. Yeah. Well, this is another one of those connections. And so I have a few notes here about the music in the movie, because you brought this to my attention. I was like, yeah, let's drop this. We've talked about this on our special episode of the deep dive of the Karate Kid, Karate yeah. Kid Part 2 and 3. But we might as well say it here, because this is that cross-pollination. Yeah. So Rocky Four is actually the only Rocky film in which the music is not composed by Bill Conti. Put a oh. note in that, just a second. We're going to get back to that. Who chose to score The Karate Kid Part Two instead? Because these were coming wow. at the same time. He had to pick one. So Rocky wow. Four, Karate Kid Part Two. Coincidentally, Peter Cetera originally wrote the Karate Kid 2 theme song, Glory of Love, oh, yeah. for Rocky Four. What? <laughs> I don't even remember that. And we quickly brushed over that in the past. Wow. I think on that special episode when we broke down Peter Cetera Gloria Love video, which is hysterical, highly recommend it. But Sylvester Stallone rejected the song in huh? favor of Hearts on Fire. Wow. Huh. So there's that. And who sang Hearts on Fire? I think you have that bit of trivia for us. Right here. Hearts on Fire, sung by John Cafferty but was written by Vince DiCola, Ed Frug or Fruge, and Joe Esposito. <laughs> Joe Bean Esposito. Yes, there's another link. There's another link. So I'll get to him in just a second here. And back to Conti. The 2021 director's cut, Stallone would reuse several cues from Bill Conti's score in the original Rocky films. So therefore, he is now 
touching all of the Rockies. So he wow. wasn't in there when he went back. I was hearing that score in there watching yeah. this new version going, oh yeah, there's that. I wasn't, I didn't think that it was not in there the whole time. I didn't even realize it. So this is a yeah. great thing that he did. So now Conti's wonderful score is throughout the whole franchise. Now, a song, a little song titled, You're the Best, performed mm. by Joe Esposito. Joe Bean. Joe Bean Esposito. <laughs> was recorded for the film. What? Rocky IV, that is. However, Stallone rejected it. What? <laughs> in favor of Survivor's Eye of the Tiger. Wow. Good choice, Stallone. You're the Best was later used in The Karate, the Karate Kid. Kid. And coincidentally, Survivor wow. also performed the theme song for The Karate Kid, which is The Moment of Truth. Wow. Which we also did a deep dive on that music video in our archive. So these movies, it's unbelievable. It's like they were office like right next door to each other. The Rocky franchise, the Karate Kid franchise, and they just shared stuff. And imagine being a... It was Bill Conti, I believe, right? You said he had to choose between doing either the Rocky or the... Talk about a quality problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These are good problems to have. God, do I do the this installment of Rocky or Ableton really wants me for part two of The Karate Kid? I got that whole Okinawan thing I'm working on. Yeah, I want to see footage of behind the scenes and scoring these movies. Like, wow. there, there's more deep dives yeah. to come. But so oh, that yeah. kind of covers why we're even doing a deep dive yes, in this. Yes. That's the lineage. Let's talk Cobra Kai. So quickly, again, we talked about this last time, but bang out some of the cast here. Sylvester Stallone, of course, Rocky Balboa, Dolph Lundgren, Ivan Drago, Talia Shire, Adrian. Also, sister to... Francis Ford Coppola. I just learned that recently from you. you. (laughs) Now you know. Burt Young, Polly, Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, Bridget Nielsen, Ludmilla, Ludmilla, James Brown. Godfather of Soul. I did not mention these next three people, and I want to do it here because I really enjoyed the performances and kind of, we were just doing a broad strokes last week. Yeah. Tony Burton as Duke. Oh, yeah, yeah. So good as the trainer ringman. He was always in the Rocky movies because he was Apollo Creed's trainer and ringman. And then he made the switch, and I always loved him. And did you know, in real life, he was an actual pro boxer? Whoa. Legit. Nice. Look him up. He's got some credits on there. So. Nice. Okay. I didn't know that. And then Michael Pataki, he played Nikolai oh, Kolov. Yeah. So oh, yeah. good. It, you almost yeah. just ignore it because it's so good. Like this guy is such the Russian bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he should be in a Bond movie. He's yeah. just fantastic. A little tidbit, tip of the cap, Stu Nahan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stu Nahan. He, Nahan? Uh, he's, no, he's known in Los Angeles. Is he, he known is. nationally? No. So reason I'm bringing him up, because he's a fight commentator in a lot of the Rocky movies, turns out. Rest in peace, yeah. Stu. Rest but he's also in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He's got this great scene with Spicoli on the flashback. Like he's dreaming. Oh, Not a flashback. Yeah. He's dreaming. And he's like, where'd you get that jacket? And it's Stu Nahan. And when we did Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Let's Talk Movies, yeah. my guest host, Michael Estrella, he knew Stu because he grew up in LA. He's like, oh no, that guy's a local guy. And he, yeah. yeah so yeah. I was like, he's fantastic in this. Okay. Yeah. Because I know him locally. These movies made him Oh yeah. He, these, he, these he was recognizable for sure. So I highly recommend that episode on Let's Talk Movies. But now jumping in, I know you saw the movie wait, too. Wait, wait, Hello. Oh, Jason, wasn't Mr. T in there for just a little bit. Oh, okay, you know what? Fair enough. Go ahead. Give him his credit. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I pity the fool that forget I was in the movie. 
He's in there just a little bit. Mr. So I just T. wanted to give a shout out Flubber to Mr. Lang. T. Of course. Yes, yes. I love Mr. T. Of course. So I know you saw the movie too. You rented it. We both yes. watched it. I yes. kind of went back and forth. So my initial takeaways were just Rocky vs. Drago, some notes, some things that I saw different because when I watched yep. both versions. And I'll jump in here and we can you know, stop and, and jump into any note that I have. Okay. Because sure. I know you didn't go back and see the other one. But no. No. One difference right out of the gate before I even watched the original was yeah. it starts with a seven-minute montage, which replaces mm. the usual Rocky standard, which is typically giving the audience a quick recap of the final fight in the previous film, right? You know, you just see yeah. like, oh, yeah, a little bit of Clubber Lane, okay, yeah, yeah. and then you're in. But this was more than that. This was like kind of a short film of Rocky Three. It's really what it was. And I was like, yeah. that was really cool. I did appreciate You do see Clubber Lane. You know, now you see him and it's well done. And, and you really see just how close Rocky and Apollo are. If you had yes, any, yes, yes. any thoughts or notions like, well, they used to be enemies. No, they've really grown together after Rocky three. And especially when Mickey died, because oh. he was there for him. Yeah. When Mickey died, he was distraught. You're on top. It's like Tyson. When he no longer had his original trainer, Tyson wasn't the same. Iron Mike Tyson, right? Yeah. He was yeah. on top of the world. And sometimes that one thing just rocks. Well, then Tyson went to prison. And so Rocky was going down. Clubber Lang beats him. Apollo's there, him and Duke. And they bring him back. And that was nice. I guess he wanted to hammer that point home because it was not in the original cut. That montage mm. is new. Okay. Okay. But wait a second. Did you remember that prior to watching the original? Yeah, it felt different. I was like, oh, okay. I, don't, I don't remember ever seen it be this long in the beginning it's usually okay. just like hey here we are at this fight and it's winding yeah. down and then you kind of yeah. go into the next one when i saw the karate kid part two for the first time in a long time they give you a recap of the karate kid and i'd yes, forgotten yes. that and again yeah Abelson, the connection the tie-in mm -hmm. not many movies start the sequel with the flash like godfather part two does not start with all these scenes from Godfather 1, and they tie it all up together. We just no, kind of no, no. were in. I mean, if there's no, you anything, know what, it's the tiniest thing. I like that as, as a viewer. I love it too. I like it. Like, for example, let's say there's a gap between seasons on a show. Yeah. Hell, let's oh, say yeah. Cobra Kai. Let's say Cobra Kai. There's a gap between seasons. So guess what I'm going to do? I need. A, I want a, a recap real quick. I want to yeah. know exactly where we yeah. are in space and time. Now let's start the new season. So I like those recaps. I think they're great, but not many franchises do it, and these yeah. two do. Now, yep. I did notice the end of the montage no longer has a really cool scene I loved, Sal. And it's when Rocky and Creed go to spar in the empty gym. Yeah. And they're kind of bantering back and forth. You know, Age Before Beauty lets him in the ring. And yep. they end Rocky three with they both go in for a punch. You know, Rocky with his left and Creed with yes. the right. And we freeze there. Well, that's yes. no longer in the beginning of Rocky four. It's still in Rocky three but it's not part of this montage going into this movie. It's my understanding that wasn't actually sparring. They were actually supposed to fight, right? I said sparring, but yeah, they're, they're going to have a fight with yeah. no fans, no anybody yeah, to yeah. see who's on top. Yeah. But I always loved that scene and they didn't even, we yeah. didn't even see them punch. Yeah. I, I mean, it. you I do see it. him, he comes home and Adrian's like, oh, you, what happened? And cause he took a hit. Right. Yeah. It'd probably be much worse because a Rocky fights, usually he's a mess. Sure. But yeah, so we do know it happened, but we don't see that scene. So also I noticed right out of the gate, you don't see the animated gloves, the USA Russia animated yes, gloves yes. come down and then they go and they explode. Yeah. That's not yeah. in the no. new version. No. It's gone. No. 
Do you remember that one? Oh yeah, that was I classic. That. <laughs> oh, that was memorable. There, there are a few things that were absolutely memorable. Remember, I last saw this movie, geez, just a year or two after it was released theatrically at a friend's house. I'm a teenager, adolescent, yeah. I think. Yeah. But a few things stood out. So right. even not having seen the movie all these years, and now I watch the director's cut, and I go, oh, wait a second. And totally remember the gloves, yeah. absolutely. Well, that was such a sign of the times, too. And I mean yeah, the yeah. 80s. And sure. I do believe hearing Sly, I'll call him Sly, talk <laughs> earlier that evening, I think he was trying to tone down some yes. of that. You know, well, we, Almost we, we like, don't have that whole USA-Russia sentiment. It, it, it's, it's no longer. So. Well, I mean, it's different. There is more than there was in the last 20 years now. But I think it's the technology. I think he was yeah. probably like, that's cheesy. So now it uh, just has Rocky for Rocky versus Drago. Real classy text. But yeah. I could see that he's toning down the technology. But when you watch a movie and they have cell phones, 20-year-old cell phones, it's like, oh, my God. You know, I love that about some movies that kind of take it back to the 90s and don't show us a bunch of technology because yeah, they don't yeah. want it to become dated. I get it. You know, watch The yes. Net if you want to laugh, right? Yeah. But The Net at the time was a standard as far as oh, yeah. like technology and cyber and all that stuff. So, okay, moving on. The opening is also different in a way because the scene was always there. Apollo in the pool, throwing tennis balls with his dogs, oversees yes. the news, learning about this Russian boxing invasion. You could tell like he's starting to think. Things are starting to click. Yep. And this new version, it's... You see it like it, they kind of did a lot of it back to him thinking, throwing the ball like, man, that's how I get back on top. And the original version, it's toned down a bit, right? Yeah. Because he gets out of the pool and now we're at, we see a great scene between him and a brand new scene, him and Rocky at Rocky's mansion. And they're talking about, you're learning how important it is for Creed to fight Drago. Not just yeah. running over there like in the original cut, like, hey, I want to do this, champ. I want to do this, champ. And then you can fight him, champ. Come on, stallion. It's deeper. And since Rocky was there for him and that montage, you really got to see it like, okay, I kind of owe this to Apollo. Because really, Drago wants to fight Rocky. Yeah. They don't even care about Creed. He no. kind of put himself in there like, hey, no, this will be a warm up and we'll yeah, do this yeah. and we'll get everyone, you know, get excited and then you can fight Stallone. Or Stallone, Rocky Balboa, <laughs> and Stallone, <laughs> fight him too. So that's what's going on there. And even in the press conference in both versions, the guy's like, he's a has-been, he's too old. We, we shouldldn't even be yes. doing this. Yes. And so I get it, but that's kind of, you know, Rocky's just like, hey, I owe this to you, go do it. But it's neat to see some new scenes for sure there. I forgot to Google their ages because when Adrian was talking about, you know, you guys are a little old for this or saying yeah. something to that effect. I always want to Google, how old are these people right now? I think Stallone's in his 70s. Okay. So we're going back, what, 35 years then? So he would have been mid, about mid-30s, late 30s? Yeah. And then we got to okay. figure though, but he's in the character supposed to be a little bit younger than Creed. You know, okay. I don't know what a little bit means. Seven, 10 yep. years. I'm not sure. Actually, just looked it up. Stallone, 75. Looks wow. amazing. Yeah, yeah, he does. He looks really great. Okay, so if you follow fights, I know for sure in MMA, and I think we've learned with people like George Foreman, you know, you can be a little long in the tooth and, and still fight. You know, you may not have the speed. They say speed's the first to go, but you can still fight. Tyson looks good. Randy Couture came back and won the UFC. I think it was heavyweight or light heavyweight title. I think at like 47 or 48. Yeah, so. Isn't that crazy? So yeah. you can still fight probably well into your late 40s, early 50s, probably. By the way, Weathers, 73. 
nice. two years younger, but he's playing older. So there okay. you go. Yep. Here's a big omission in the new yeah. cut. 80s robot. Yeah. That they yeah, got yeah. Polly for his birthday. Gone. Mm, mm-hmm. Now I know it's easy to do. And again, it's like technology. Yeah. Looking dated with the hello, Polly. Yeah. How yes, are you? Yes. However, Polly's comet gold in Rocky movies. And there's some good scenes between him and the robot. He talks yeah. about how he fell in love with the robot. Yeah. And there's even a scene where Rocky takes a call from Apollo by using the robot's built-in phone capabilities, yeah. which is hysterical. Yeah. So once he made the decision, and I get it, you go look at something decades later, and you're probably like, ah, it just looks dated with these things. You know, mm. I get it. And it's gone. No robot. Yeah. So then yeah. you lose anything around said robot. Yeah. You know what? I don't necessarily agree that you have to do that. This movie is tied to a moment in time in history. It's an era. Yeah. And I think that's okay. I think that's yeah. fine. I think that overall Stallone didn't want, he didn't want that. He didn't want it to be tied because when you watch this new director's cut, it's not really tied to any time. I mean, yeah, you have the whole Russian challenge, but it's not really, yeah, the robot would definitely have dated it. And by the way, I didn't hate the robot because to me, the robot itself symbolized something. Didn't the robot symbolize decadence and consumerism? Yep. And, yep. you know, here he is. Rocky has arrived. He can sit back uh, and be lazy now, right? He's a, he's, he, he's successful. He's and all that. And the robot symbolized that. Yeah. Well, he did some of that in Rocky three. Yeah. Made money, got a little too high on the horse. Mr. T, Clubber Lang beats yep. him. He's not that now. He's kind of just deciding Probably like Mayweather. What do I do now? I have riches. Yeah. I have fortune. I have my health still, yeah. but I'm a good boxer. I'm a boxer. And he'll come back out and Floyd goes and makes 40 million and never loses. So Rocky's probably like struggling with that. And you're right. It's decadence. I even like those little scenes though, that he goes in the kitchen and talks to Adrian and they bring in the robot. And so all that's gone because yeah. this movie, it seems more streamlined. Like, okay, Apollo wants to fight. Okay, he's going to be fighting. And it's a through line. We don't have any excess on this new cut. And that's fine. You and I talk about that a lot too when it comes to audio and video. Trimming the fat. And yeah. this movie, this director's cut. It's trim. No fat. There's it's trim. no fat at all. But you know what? Hang on though. I like a little bit of uh, fat. No, no. That's why the I original- like a little bit of fat. The original will still be top dog for me, but I, yeah. I love its cousin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So another big section gone are various scenes. And this is the biggest thing and a good talking point for us is with his son, Rocky Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just has the that that little mentoring scene. Little bit. We don't see him yeah. videotaping his father again. No, technology, no. any archaic eighties device. He yeah. comes home that time and he's filming him. And I was a little kid. You know, well, not little, I was you know teenager, but I had a camera back then, and sure. I liked that sequence. It was like, yeah. oh, cool. He's got the toy. He's ha- he has the life that Rocky never had. Yeah. He's got the toys, but he's grounded. You know, he's got good parents. And I, I liked it. So that's gone. Yeah. And then you also lose, and this one hurts me more, Sal. Oh. Great shots of his son watching the fight between Drago and Rocky on TV with his friends. Oh, yeah. And the robots behind them. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, then yes. Rocky, after he wins and he's victorious, saying to his son, Rocky Jr., that he loves him. Oh, wow. And then you see Rocky Jr. kind of just say like, just mouths it like, I love you, dad. This li- yeah. It's a little moment. It's just tiny moment. I didn't see it. And I went saw the original cut and I was like, there's that scene. Always loved it. It's just yeah. touching. Yeah, you yeah. Know? No, I, I agree. And I get the feeling. And now when all is said and done, it seems like this movie was more about, this version rather, was more about Rocky and Apollo. Yeah. 
then Rocky and Apollo and Rocky's Adrian yeah. and yeah and the family. It wasn't so much about that. Hearts on Fire was that about him and Apollo? It's almost like a, a man bro love story in a way. Well, he chose to back his friend. His friend was there for him, and then he did nothing to save his life. So his what he has to do is go no, avenge no. his life. No, you know what? In that scene where. He put Rocky in a very awkward place. Oh, no, he did. Place. He just And you know what? That. I don't like when people do that. Yeah, I don't like no when, people, when you put you your do, friend in an awkward position. Don't yeah. stop this fight. No, I'm not saying yeah. it's Rocky's fault. I'm saying that he, I should have made this clear. He feels that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he carries that. that burden with him. But yes. he also backed away and let him do it, and then yeah. he didn't stop him. Or he probably could, he could have stopped him along the way, although Apollo's a hard guy to stop. He's yeah, a bulldog. He's stubborn. He's coming. Stubborn. He's going to yeah, come. Yeah. So also on the point of Rocky Jr., though, so I got to say, he is played by, true story, I promise, Rocky Krakow. Yes, wow. it's true. It's played by a Rocky. And listen to the last name, so it sounds Russian, so <laughs> very interesting. So perhaps that's how he got cast. I don't know. Wow. But, well, here's what I do know. Sylvester Stallone's real-life son, Sage Stallone, yeah. did play Rocky Jr. in Rocky V. Yes. And he did great. He's a little bit older. He's more of a teen, uh, Rocky yep. Jr. And then sadly, in real life, he passed away in 2012 of natural causes at the very young age of 36. Yeah, tragic. Yeah. It was tragic. Very tragic, yes. And so I just wonder... Sal, By the way, was that his only son? No, no, it was not. Oh, was, he has I, other sons. I think it was his oldest son. He has, got, daughter, he has some gorgeous daughters, daughters, I know. Yeah. So I wonder if that played any role in diminishing Rocky Jr.'s role and Rocky Four. I mean, this is hindsight. I'm just speculating here. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe Stallone wanted Sage for this movie, Rocky Four, and it thinks maybe this didn't work out. I do know that actor Ian Fried, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, F-R-I-E-D, played Rocky Jr. in Rocky Three. He was a younger child at that point in time. Yeah. And then another one of Sylvester's real life sons, Sejo, S-E-A-R-G-E. O-H, Stallone, played Rocky Jr. in Rocky II as a baby. Oh, wow. So very interesting. I was like, wait yeah. a second. So it's always kind of been around the family there. I, I'm Hopefully yeah. I'm pronouncing his name right. And he didn't make a comeback, but Sage did. So I just wow. wonder if he can, if he's looking back at the lineage of Rocky Jr. and the most screen time, or I don't even know, I guess Rocky V, there's lots of screen time with Sage, but did that have anything to do with like, you know what, I, I'm streamlining this, the story's about Apollo and Rocky and revenge and redemption. I don't need this story with him as much. You know, people change. 20, 30 years go by and things are different. So I'm just speculating, but those are the facts. Those people all played Rocky Jr. And I do not recall Rocky Jr. from Rocky Balboa. I guess I should have looked that up. I stopped there because mm. we were doing a deep dive on this movie. Yeah. So any thoughts? No, no, no. I did a long pause when I learned about Sage Stallone's death. I mean, I might've heard about it when it happened, but yeah. you know, it left my mind. But now that this is in our in our mind now, I did a pause on that because there's a... I saw the documentary about the making of. Yes, you did. And the documentary, I forgot the name of it, forgive me, but it's about how Stallone edited this new Ultimate Director's Cut. It follows him in the editing room, and it's just him talking to the interviewer behind the camera. And you get into Stallone's thought process about his relationship with the film, things he did, why he did it then, why he's doing it now, and all that. 
And then, you know, you learn about his his son. And the whole time I'm just thinking how sad this is, because I would love for Sylvester Stallone to be my dad. I know. I would love a dad like it's Stallone. Tragic. So I thought how tragic it is. Yeah. You lose really your son. Is. He loses his father. I mean, you know, but the person that dies loses also, not just the, the survivors. The survivors don't just lose. The person who dies loses. So yeah, very, very sad. Very yeah. sad. Those type of things could come into play. He dies in 2012. You're going back and touching this movie. In 2020, 2021. Yeah. And you look at it very differently. Yeah. You put importance on different aspects. And it's like, you know what? That relationship, whatever. It didn't make or break, but I want to tell this story. I get it. Whatever it is, it's his choice, his right. I'm just pointing out what I saw and what I think. Do you think, Jason, when it comes to the viewer following the hero's journey, and by the way, in the documentary, Sylvester Stallone mentions Joseph Campbell, who talks a lot about the hero's journey in any mythology, whether ancient mythologies or film. In the hero's journey, we can only focus on maybe one or two primary relationships. We can't focus yeah. on too many relationships, maybe. So if he, he has a great relationship with Apollo, he has a great relationship with Polly, whoever, every single person besides maybe Creed isn't as important, maybe. Yeah, could be. Maybe. Maybe some sort of device. Yeah. And maybe that's why he put more of Creed in this version, because yeah. he's got the you know more scenes that weren't ever there. He has this montage that wasn't there. And you got to cut somewhere. I mean, I guess, Sal, he could have just piled on. And my initial thought was like, oh, this will be a heavier Rocky. No pun yeah. intended. But like just more meat on the bones. It's an hour 50 runtime, two hours. Yeah, yeah. I almost kind of want to see if you're going <laughs> to that version. Like yeah. leave some of this and put some of the new stuff. And maybe though it feels too bogged down, you know, right? You know, because there is something to be said for that. If it's not meant to be that, then maybe it just feels off. But anyway, those are the major things. These are the minor things. I did notice that Bridget Nielsen's character, her scenes, her lines were definitely cut down. Yeah. She had a lot more to say in the original. Now I know yes. he dated her. No, I don't. I'm not I'm not I'm not adding anything to like that into it. I just think that she said enough. The Russian presence was strong. And if you cut some of hers down, you're not losing anything. Hang on, hang on, Jason. I forgot that. Oh, Sylvester yeah. Stallone oh, dated yeah. Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, that happened. Okay. So yeah, we hope that there's no hard feelings there or brokenheartedness no. that could relate to you ending up on the cutting room floor. But yeah, Bridget Nielsen is featured less. In fact, featured so little, almost wondering if they could have just Almost cut her out entirely like the robot, maybe. Yeah, when I went back and watched the original, I was like, oh, yeah, she's talking here. She has something to say here. She's over here. And she had a presence, you know? And yep. she had a look. And I remember seeing it going, my gosh, who are these? It's like superpower. If they have a kid, look yeah, out. Yeah, and then they yeah. did have a kid. And we'll get into that. Oh, we'll save it for yes. Creed Talk some other time. Yes, yes. So I noticed that, okay? And then yep. there's a pre-fight chat with Rocky and Apollo. It's gone. I liked mm -hmm. it. You know, before yeah. Apollo goes on and fights, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, pre-fight, little chat in the locker room. Yeah. I didn't see it. Gone. And while training in Russia, Rocky helped a man with his horse and buggy when they got stuck in the snow. I was yes. even telling Sophia, I was like, oh, here comes the scene where he, oh, that's not part of the montage now. <laughs> it's very minor. But I was a kid and he kind of helps him get, you know, back on his way. Yeah. He doesn't do that now. You're saying in the director's cut, he doesn't do that. No. Really? They show the guy on his horse and buggy, but he's not in need. He's yeah, still see, going pretty strong. Yes. So that doesn't happen. These are minor. I don't, I'm not going like, I'm missing some things on purpose, but sure, these are just sure, minor sure. little details. Well, when we get to the big fight, there's something that I was waiting for 
and it was not there. Well, almost there. So then you can yep. take over. So they did add in the fact that the Russians did not honor Rocky's request for sparring partners. No sparring mm. partners, but they delivered everything else in the remote location, the old school equipment and all that. So in the original, they don't talk about it, but they were shortchanged. They're like, where's the sparring partners? I've delivered everything. I didn't know, know about that. So they kind of like undercut him a little bit. You'll be fine. You're going to fight just fine. <laughs> you know, and good luck to you. It just brings to mind, I mean, I'm no fight expert, but I would think you should bring your own sparring partners to a foreign country, right? That's a good Shouldn't point. You? That's a good point. But they didn't. And that was an exchange that was never around. I never saw wow. it until now. So minor, okay. but I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I just have really just the fight. And then I have comments for both versions. So tell yes. me, please, what was your glaring omission? Well, you know, because we mentioned Polly. Polly is such a, oh. I guess he is the official comic relief yes. of the franchise. Yeah. Where Rocky comes back, I think it's after the first round, after having been knocked around by Drago, sits down. He says, I see three of them. Yeah. And then Polly goes, hit the one in the middle. And then Duke says, yeah, hit the one in the middle. He reiterates what Polly said, gone. Because I remember that like- That's that in the original, because yes. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, saw it. I was like, there but it is. it's not in the new version. And, and that's that there. little bit of the comic relief, a little yeah. bit of the comic relief. I mean, he let Polly be Polly, but he didn't hammer it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I also noticed that the count out for Drago was different. Oh. The drama around that sequence was a bit different. And it's interesting how the original film had the Russian leader, you know, the Gorbachev type. Yes. And the original, he stands, he applauds Rocky at the end. Yes. He's yes. honoring him. Yeah. And in this new version, he ducks out early. And he has nothing but contempt for Nikolai Kolov. So yeah. he's like, you let me down and he's out. But in the original, mm. he's mm -hmm. like... Way to go, Rocky. You know, yeah, hey, yeah, we can yeah. all we can all change and grow from this. So well, really so interesting. It's an interesting choice by Sylvester Stallone, considering it seems overall he tried to downplay the nationalism, yeah. tried to downplay the Cold War itself, right? Kind of downplay it. And yet an interesting choice. You think he would have left the applause, which is sort of an olive branch. Yeah. But no, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't about face and walks out. He's out. He's gone. So that's what happened there. I now have comments just kind of overall on both versions, no longer yes. ping-ponging back and forth. Yes. So, because again, it was just fun to get back in it. And yeah. the only thing I missed out on was the fact that I didn't get to see it in the big screen again. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this version for the first time. So that aside, I still enjoyed it at home with great sound and great picture, but just not you know as big as the theater. So question, Sal. Would it not have been nice to see footage of any of Ivan Drago's previous fights. I thought of that too. We don't see anyone he nothing, has fought. <laughs> not nothing. He's beat everybody, golden gloves. Well, he's, what did they say? He was a gold medalist. Gold medalist. So yes. in this day and age, we want to see tape. Like, sure. oh, what do you got on that guy? What do you, let me see that guy. And that would have been some cool footage. However, maybe they would have seen too much and been like, forget this guy. This guy's knocking people out of rings. You know, who knows how bad it was? I thought that was interesting. If you're going to go back and make that movie now, too bad they didn't or do this cut. Too yeah. bad that wasn't part of the new footage sprinkled in there. Because that would have been cool. So that was one thing. Another big question no scenes of Apollo Creed training to fight Drago. Yes, yes, yes. It's just, that's what I mean when I saw this movie, this new director's cut, 
no fat at all. I mean, by the time it's over, you can take a breath. Yeah. Really, it was just boom, 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 one thing to the next, one thing to the next. Before you know it, yeah, they did not have any training sequence. Before you know it, he's living in America. But they never even shot it, Sal. If they did, I think there would have been something. Because I wonder, did he just want it really bad? Because obviously, he was overmatched, where Rocky could take the punch. Now, they're very different mindsets. Rocky's going to put himself in front of you and say, you know, I'm not going anywhere. You have to surrender yourself to beat me. You have to be willing to die to beat me. Apollo wanted it maybe for the wrong reasons. Jason, this was officially an exhibition match, yes? It was, but neither one of them would really admit that. Okay, so that was, so that's my point, though, is that did Apollo just consider it an exhibition match, whereas Drago considered it a normal, no, legitimate match? Apollo wanted to win. It was his get back in the public consciousness to be a star again. If he wins that, maybe he's got another shot. Maybe not at Rocky, but someone else. This other guy, this other up-and-comer who wants to fight Rocky? No, I don't think it was just an exhibition for him. He wanted to okay. win to show the Russians, but he also just wanted to get back on top. He was led by ego, Sal. Okay, so the, neither fighter treated it no. as an exhibition and the other match. one wanted to demolish him to get to the champ. Yeah, okay. All right, so they both took it seriously then. I mean, what was Rocky's? He gave up the title to fight. That was also an exhibition fight. Mm -hmm. He had to surrender the title to go to Russia to fight. Well, because he couldn't get sanctioned. I think that couldn't little meeting with some sort of athletic commission, yeah, it seemed. Right? Exactly. They wouldn't sanction him to fight in the States, yeah. But that doesn't matter. It's really about what was at stake and was Creed really, like in the original Rocky, this guy's got a shot at the title. And Apollo Creed's just like partying, hanging out, not worried about this guy, this nobody from Philly who's hitting, uh, you know, slabs of meat, you know, in the frozen truck or whatever. But Duke was watching him intently going, Apollo, this guy, he's got it. He's got that look. He's hungry, right? Mm -hmm. And Apollo wasn't. And he barely won against a shouldn't have been, right? Yeah. And then in the second one, he loses. Then he helps Rocky train. But I'm just saying, was Apollo really giving it his all? Or was his ego just saying, I can do this. I got this, Trump. I'm a boxer. Because I don't know. It's a question. I, I'd love to, if I could talk to Stallone, I'd ask him that. Was Creed really ready for this fight? Well, that goes back to what I was thinking was, did he take it seriously? Or did he consider it an exhibition? Well, I think he considered it serious, but I don't know if he trained. Now, he looked ripped. They all, everyone in this movie is ripped, oh, by the way. Yeah, Let me fantastic. just let's point that out, right? Oh, yeah. And he's dancing. But that's like, when you're showboating before a fight, it tells yeah. you where your focus is. Yeah, yeah. In a <laughs> you're not going to see great teams don't come in, dance in the Super Bowl. Save that for afterwards. That takes yeah. energy. It takes focus. Sure. Those are some great scenes, by the way, in both versions. I love the way they bring Drago up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah His yeah. looks are just fantastic. Like, yeah. What's going it's like, on? What the hell's going on here? And he's just the perfect. That's something we're brushing over here because we're not doing a play-by-play, -play, yeah. uh, the scene-by-scene -scene breakdown of this movie. We're just doing kind of a retrospective of these two versions. But great casting. I mean, Dolph oh, Lundgren is incredible. You just believe it completely like this guy is either russian he could also be german or austrian but he's like a specimen sure. right perfect and not the original choice stallone says that the original choice for drago as far as what type sort of more cro-magnon neanderthal sort of a throwback look 
And then it occurred to him, I think uh, speaking with some of his contemporaries, that no, 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 Ivan Drago should not be of the past. He should be of the future. Yes. He's the future of boxing. So then right around that time, they meet Dolph Lundgren and have an aha moment. Yeah. And then here we are. Yeah, it's he's incredible. When he says nothing, it's quite powerful. But I've never seen a, he's coming up, Apollo's coming down, you got James yes. Brown there, he's with James Brown. But yeah. anyway, we could talk about it forever, but I just... I think he was into it. I think he believed he was going to win just on his presence alone. He was a boxer. And this guy, he doesn't know what he's doing. I will outbox him. But did he out-train him? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. That brings to mind then the way that Drago trained to fight Rocky, those historic montages Unreal. at this point. And by the way, I'll tell you this, when I, as a kid, when I saw that montage with Drago, and then you see the montage in Siberia or Russia, rather, with Rocky, I wanted to train Drago style. Yeah. I love all that high-tech stuff. Totally. I love that high-tech equipment. Love it. Oh, okay. I was going to say that, that one machine where you do internal <laughs> rotation. <laughs> what? I want a machine where I can do uh, internal, external rotation of my uh, rotator cuff. Uh, I, I want that. He's a $6 million man. Although now it'd be like $6 billion man, but incredible. So, all right. My notes on both versions, but no scenes of Apollo Creed with his family other than his wife at the fight and then her again with the two kids at the funeral. Yes, yes. A young Creed, yes? You saw him, yeah. Well, his son, right? Yes, yes. And his daughter. But yes. yeah, I wouldn't have mind seeing something. You know, another scene. Maybe the Balboas and the Creeds just sure. talking about this fight coming up. But they must not have had that kind of footage. They just don't have yeah. that scene. Yeah. Also kind of a nice tidbit, which I picked up on this time around. But Rocky says, Apollo, you're the best. Yeah, I caught that. <laughs> nice homage to the Karate Kid and... What? Joe Esposito. <laughs> oh, and Joe being Esposito. Yeah, yeah, I did catch that. It's yeah, great. Like, it was yes. great. It's like, they, yes. he really said that. I loved it, yeah. <laughs> and then, small thing, but when Rocky's running up the mountaintop, you know, which is a great scene, kind yeah, of yeah. ending some of his training, which I yes. still have that down here. But I wonder if, if him at that mountaintop, which is pretty high up, I mean, it, it's oh, yeah. a helicopter shot. It really reminded me of our, our prelude to Cliffhanger, Sly's Cliffhanger movie. So, yeah it yeah it is it visually, was a little yes. bit of that like you know Similar. what I, i've done this and then years later he would tackle wow cliffhanger yeah that is a great shot and he yells out drago, drago! in both versions yeah. so yeah okay I, I checked that a lot of checking a lot of spot checking on things like that and sal i had forgotten ivan drago's nickname do you remember it no, but when they said it i, I acknowledge it the siberian express bull I thought it was the Siberian Express. I'm pretty sure they said Siberian Bull, but we'll have to check uh, well, that. Uh, well, we'll double check that. <laughs> hey, listeners, send us an email. Let us know. <laughs> we should check that quickly. You know, see, this is like the Mandela effect. Yeah. The <laughs> How Mandela did you effect remember with, it, Sal? How did you remember it? I wanted to mention that when James Brown comes out and sings Living in America, yep. in my head, I thought he had a similar red, white, and blue outfit as Apollo. No, he doesn't have a Uncle Sam no, Red, white, and blue outfit. You're right. You're right. I know he has the colors, but it's really, you know, Apollo's outfit, which Rocky then Yeah. Yes, dons. yes, yes, yes. All these years, I pictured James Brown in a similar outfit. So there's the Mandela effect in effect. That's funny. Well, they do say the Siberian bull in the movie. There could be another reference to Express. Maybe that's in the original. I looked that up really quickly while you were talking. Crazy. It was bull, <laughs> but then someone has referenced Siberian Express. So what? there you have it. I, I don't know. So what is it? Well, Bull said in the movie, because I wrote it down. I so where like, did I wow. get Express from then? 
You created that whole thing. So. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and speaking of Drago, what are these shots he's getting from his team of scientists? Yes. I mean, come <laughs> Let's on. Let's just bypass that and I move mean, along here. Then, yeah. yeah, he's so big and strong. And he doesn't even wince. They're going right into his muscle there. They're not going, they're not trying to find like little pieces of fat. No. Boom, right into his muscle. Right in there. So now this, again, I got ahead of myself. I put the mountain one a little sooner. I should have held that. I do these sequentially. It got moved up. But Adrian comes to Russia, both versions, in the midst of Rocky's training. And Sal, I've always heard that boxers should abstain from sex before a fight. Oh, that's an old urban legend, yes. In the original Rocky, even Mickey said, you lay off that pet shop, dame. Women weaken legs. So he said that about Adrian. Now, maybe they had separate sleeping quarters or what have you. They've been down this dance before. I'm glad she made it because she wasn't approving of the situation, but had to throw that in. In my 20s, I used to run half marathons and marathons. Yeah. And before the event, I would say leading up probably the week of the event, because of the urban legend... I would abstain from sexual relations for about a week leading up to the half marathon or marathon. Now, did it do anything? Did it benefit me? Did it help me? Did it keep, did it retain my chi? I don't know, but I did subscribe to that. Well, there you have it. (laughs) Sal Rodriguez. He will not sleep with a woman unless she says, yeah, I'll sleep with you. (laughs) Well done, Sal. All right. So moving on. I absolutely love the training montage sound. You talked about it earlier. I was waiting to get here because it is the standard. It's the gold standard. Yeah. The Drago camp, Rocky camp. You couldn't have done it any better. Just those shots of Drago going around that gym, hitting that punching bag. Yes. Some of the wide shot and just his silhouette and everyone's just, scientists doing nothing but looking cool. Yeah, they got the lab coats and the clipboards. And they said earlier in the movie, like he punches 1850 and all of a sudden he's, after one shot, he's at 19, he's (laughs) at 2000. And then Rocky is doing some impressive stuff. You know, like sit-ups with his legs hanging up in the rafters. That's the most poly. famous. Are you kidding I think me? The vertical, hanging vertical. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Can you do that? Yeah, sure. You can? I could do can, a Can you hang vertical? I, I and, could do and, a couple of those. Yeah. Nice. Okay, how about this? Pull-ups to the front, then pull-ups to the behind the head. I can't do Did it. Did you see that? I can't do that many pull-ups. He's, he's <laughs> killing me on the pull-ups. And then he picks them up in the horse thing. An homage to Steve Reeves, he said. As a young kid watching Steve Reeves as Hercules pulling down the columns. He said that scene where he's lifting up the wagon. That was amazing. He said an homage to Steve Reeves. That thing he's got on his shoulders and even just walking out in the snow that Polly couldn't even make it two feet. And he's got the tree branch. When have we ever seen him with a beard before, right? Well, he's out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, we get to see Rocky with a beard was kind of cool. And then he shaved it to fight though. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Well, now Cobra Kai had a great homage to this when Samantha and Tori were training. Remember that? And they were going back and forth. It was definitely tip of the cap for Rocky IV. You think so? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Nice. I tell you what, I'm a big fan of montages. Now, I I never knew or I never consolidated the thought in my my head, but getting involved in the uh, Karate Kid Cobra Kai universes, now Rocky, I'm a big fan of the montage, you know, because you can say so much in such a small amount of time. Yeah. With one song on. It's great. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. We got to fix this boat. Put on song. 80s. It was great. So many movies copied it, but this really is the standard. Now, I also don't recall 
the death of Apollo Creed being renamed Death from Above. I don't remember that. Do you remember that? No, I thought they were referring to, they called Apollo Creed's death, Death from Above, because implying or referring to Drago, like his fist coming downward is Death from Above. I don't know. That's what I thought that was referring to. I don't even think that phrase stuck around very long. I think it's just Apollo Creed's death. I don't think Death from Above. It was a weird moment in the movie. It's like, uh, okay, I don't remember that from either version, but... Okay, so it's interesting how Drago churned on his country and made it about him. I kind of forgot that. I know he got mad at the main guy and picked him up, and yeah, that was yeah. pretty amazing, you know, like yeah, uh, yeah. something out of Frankenstein and just throws mm-hmm. him. But it's what causes the crowd to switch support for Rocky. I mean, who yeah. showed no fear, no quit against all odds. Mm-hmm. So it was funny how that shift happened to me. Like, oh, yeah, Drago made it about himself. The Russian fans pivoted to Rocky, who was overcoming the odds. It's David and Goliath. I mean, yeah. he's not supposed to be in this fight. And here he is in this fight. And I love, Sal, the great unification speech at the end. Yeah. Maybe Rocky can make the USA and Russia come together again. You know, this brings up a very interesting point, And that is that, has this movie ever been screened in Russia? I'm sure it has. What does the Russian contingencies have to say about this movie? What would what would their take on it be? And which version would they like yeah. more? There's a different version. It's a Russian version. Do they want to see Gorbachev staying and applauding or getting up and yeah. walking the hell out? Yeah, I don't know which version they would like more, but they're well represented. I'm no history expert, but the Cold War was a huge thing. Yeah. There was a time where the U.S. and Russia had missiles pointed at each other. Yes? Yeah. This happened. So I think, yeah, Stallone's kind of downplaying the era itself that spawned the movie. That era spawned this movie. He made the movie. There it is. But now wanted to go back and, and kind of downplay the whole thing. I don't know if he downplayed it. He just wanted to make a more linear storyline. And about them... The relationships. I don't think he downplayed the Cold War. That's not the sentiment that I got. I think he wanted to take out some of the other characters and just build up him and Apollo and the through line and why it was so important to each of them. That's what I thought. I, I think I think gloves, it kept the Cold War. Well, the gloves, I think it's just technology. Okay. I was I thought when you took those gloves away, I thought you were kind of you know, it's almost a peace offering to take those gloves away from striking each other. No, I didn't see it that way. I think that he believes that there's turmoil now between both countries. And this is a very timely movie. And maybe he just wanted to go dust it off and streamline it and not avoid it. I don't think it avoids it. I think it's just those other things we've talked about. Relationship, taking away the technology aspect of it. So it's more of a timeless movie. I thought there was a line or two, certain lines that had a lot of meat on them where Apollo would say, it's us versus them. I mean, a line like it's us versus them. Yeah. That's a huge thing to say. And then to take a line like that away is then itself making a statement. But he has a lot of that in there. He put different lines in there. When he's going to meet with Rocky at the house, he's got the football and the mansion. All of that is about us versus them. They're going to come over here, champ. And so it's, I think it's still there. It's just laid out a little differently. Okay. So you don't think that, that Stallone overall tried to downplay the whole Cold War issue? No, I don't think he did. I think he was just trying to, it's us versus them in a way, but it's, it's also what's going on with them. So, and really, I think it's a technology omission. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, what I'm definitely going to do is watch the original theatrical yeah, release. do that. Do that. I'm going to watch it because, again, I'm still thinking back, what, 35 years. Yeah, it was hard to remember all that, yeah. Yeah, I need to get caught up. 
So well, that's it. We covered it. So the preview was the preview. The review well. was the review. In the <laughs> end, I really enjoyed the new version. I yeah. really did. But it kind of reignited my fire and love for Rocky Four, both versions, the original cut, Rocky vs. Drago. I can't say one's better. They're different. I'll always hold the original in the highest regard, but this new one's great, and I'll probably rewatch it. I own it now, mm. and I'm anxious to see if he tackles other ones. And again, we talked about this on the preview version. Are other movies going to do this? Is there a director's cut with John G. Avildsen's past, but is there footage we haven't seen that's you know been treated, color corrected, and of the Karate Kid that we could see a version that has footage we've never seen before? Not just giving us a scene that sent on its own, but will that ever happen? Because The Outsiders did this too, not that long ago. Coppola went in and there's a new version, longer scenes, because there was a lot of cuts. There was a lot of extra footage in that movie filmed in my hometown of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Shout out. I'm anxious to see if more movies from the 80s, 90s, or older are doing this now because content, you know, is what it is. I mean, this is a really cool thing that Stallone has kicked off and I commend him. Yeah. And I don't think it has to, I heard some guys talking on YouTube were like, does this movie replace the other one? I would definitely say it does not replace. No. It's just like this little extra bonus that we have. It's the companion cut. Yeah. You know, the director's cut. And some movies, they're notorious for this. Blade Runner. uh, There's this version. Mm. There's that version. It never diminishes the original. In fact, it just gets more conversations going. Yeah. So I love that there's a director's cut of this. In fact, I wouldn't mind seeing a director's cut of three and I can appreciate it. I love seeing the new footage. Let me be clear. Super cool. Love that he spent the time, went in. I bought a ticket. Didn't see it. I own it. I love it. It's a companion. Yeah. Nothing's going to replace how I felt about the original. They're not going to put out E.T. This is a better cut. This is more E.T. than the original. It's not (laughs) going to be like, oh, okay. I'm always going to love the one I saw as a child at the drive-in. That was magic. Rocky IV was magical in the theater with my father. And we're just like, oh my gosh, yes. Got to beat Ivan Drago. But this is a really cool cut. And I'm anxious to see more of this. Yeah. And you know what? It opens up It opens up the Pandora's box because I started thinking, I kind of left Rocky franchise, I think after Rocky Balboa, I think. Was that the last one? Yeah, Rocky Balboa, yes. Okay, and then I just kind of forgot. Okay, so I didn't get into any of the Creeds, but now that I'm going down the rabbit hole of Rocky, I started watching some Creed trailers. Go, you know what? I need to start watching these Creed movies and I need to get up to date with the Rocky franchise. Yeah, you do, Sal. I've been saying that. And you know one way I do that also, Jason, is by revisiting... My yes. Rocky, <laughs> my Rocky action figures. <laughs> these are made by NECA. Clubber Lang. We are not sponsored or endorsed by NECA, but these are fantastic action that figures. Awesome. Came out about what about ten years ago, I think. So this is yeah, Clubber Lang, played by Mr. T. And I had the pleasure, I had the pleasure of talking to Mr. T at the gym when I used to work at Twenty Four Hour Fitness. He's a very nice guy, very friendly open, nice man. I was happy to talk to him at the gym. He would always ask about my mother because I told him that my mother really appreciated how much Mr. T loved his mother. Yeah. So That's I said, awesome, yeah, man. my mother loves that you love your mother. You know. So when I would see Mr. T, he would say, hey, how's your mother? He would always ask me. So you guys are some mother lovers. He is a mother lover. I'm a mother lover. And of course we have, oh, <gasps> I oh must break you. Gosh. Ivan Drago. Wow. Again, same maker, NECA. Looks great. 
They looked as oh, ripped yeah. as they did in the movie. And let me tell you something, when these action figures came out, these particular action figures came out, they were pretty much state of the art because this was, before this you had to buy like a Spider-Man action figure to get this much articulation, to get this Amazing. many points of articulation. Yeah. So when they introduced this type of sculpt and a movie figure, not a comic book figure, believe me, these were state of the art. And then of course- Oh my gosh. The man of the hour. Wait, you're doing Stallone now? Okay. Yes, because the last one is is my favorite. Oh, okay. The last one is my favorite. Love of course, it. we have Rocky. Is this Rocky from Rocky Four? Because it looks like the shorts. I think I matched the shorts. I think yeah. this is indeed Rocky from Rocky Four because he is wearing the red, white, and blue shorts. Love uh, it. Were they patterned after Apollo? Yes. Yeah. So there is Death Rocky from above. Yes, and then yes. The reason I say it the best for last because to me he is my favorite. He is in full living in America, <laughs> full entrance garb. Uh, he's he got the Uncle Sam. Does that hat come off? I love that yeah. hat. This is a. He's got the whole Uncle Sam outfit. Oh my! The hat comes goodness. off. And yeah, so this is my Rocky set, and I've got others. These are made by NECA. I've got others made by Jack Specific. And recently, Mego came out with some Rocky action figures. So for all you toy fans out there, there is no shortage of Rocky action figures and collectibles. Those are fantastic, Sal. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I'm happy to own them. And Sal, this was so much fun exploring Rocky for Rocky vs. Drago with you tonight. Yeah, I want to encourage everybody to see, I would say at this point in time, see both versions, yes. compare them, you know, come to your own ideas and ideals yeah. as far as comparisons and see that documentary because you really get into how Sly thinks, his overall attitude towards life. And let me tell you something, movie aside, just watching an hour and a half documentary about Sly I tell you, if you love Sly, you're going to love him even more yeah, after watching amazing. this documentary. So yeah, be sure to, to check that out. I think you can see it for free on YouTube. And just to be clear, I love both versions. Oh, there you go. Very nice. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll see if I agree. I'm going to watch the other one the next few days. Yeah, I do. I really do. They got me thinking, Sal. So yeah. Well, I mean, original, sure. Top dog, but right there, right there. So thank you so much for listening, and please be sure to subscribe to Let's Talk Cobra Kai wherever you get your podcast. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on our social media, which is at Let's Talk Cobra Kai, as well as at Just Curious Media. If you're a dedicated listener of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, consider supporting the show on Patreon. This greatly benefits the show on many fronts and offers you exclusive access and much more. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting justcuriousmedia.com. No mercy.